Anyway, so praise the Lord. You know, this morning is, uh, I'm going to preach a message that I've already preached. Ah, oh, no, see, that's, what I, that's Naomi. That's not like you, Pastor Louie. But it is. You know why? I had a message, and then on Wednesday morning at 4 a.m., I have what well, was a dream, right? And I have a dream at 4 a.m a.m. in the morning because I know because when I wake up I looked at the clock and it was at 4 a.m. and I was preaching a message and I it was amazing it was a great message it was almost like I'm preaching a message and I preached the whole message even with props and I got up at four in the morning and I said well I think I know what the Lord wants to speak about today so if you're here this morning let me tell you this you're not here on just random on a whim you're here because this message you need to hear this message and so here we go here's the message for you there are people here this morning and this is what the Lord told me to say to you that you have stopped or barely producing fruit in your life and it's as if Something's happening in your, your life that's choked out the Word of God. People go like, oh, my life's so fruitful, I'm this, I'm that. Mate, you've lost connection with the head. You've lost connection with the vine. Jesus is the vine. If you hang with Jesus and you love Jesus and you hang with His Holy Spirit and you hang in prayer and in worship and magnify the Lord, guess what's going to happen? Apples, bananas. Yeah, not that kind of fruit. The real fruit. Self-control, patience, kindness, goodness, all that stuff that comes. And so, listen to what Philippians 1, 9, 11 says. This is, my, this is Paul's prayer to the Philippians. And this is my prayer for Westside. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. For the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory of praise of God. That's my prayer for you. That's your prayer for you. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through the vine. Jesus. It comes through Jesus, the fruit of righteousness. And I believe this morning God gave me this because we've lost connection. We're not producing fruit because all of a sudden Christianity is boring. Christianity, you're not doing anything for God. You're not doing anything for the kingdom and you feel completely dry, unfruitful. Guess what? You're by yourself. You've lost connection with the head. You lock connection with the vine. The sap's not running. The flow's not moving in your life. It's you're dead. You're just like moving nowhere because you lost connection to the vine. You can't do anything. And this is why I believe God's given me this message this morning for you that He wants you to bring you back to say to yourself, unless you abide in me, you cannot be fruitful. It's not produced by you. It's not produced by you. It's a gift that God has given you, the Spirit of God, that His fruit will be produced in your life. His fruit, and you get it by remaining. And my prayer this morning is that you would receive 
this filled with the fruit of righteousness. Could you imagine that? That you love righteousness more than anything else. Imagine you loved holiness more than anything else. Imagine you can be get, get to a place where you are so filled with the Holy Spirit, so filled with the sap that comes through that vine and the juices come through that vine, that you're so filled with that love and that holiness that comes through God that you will not even, even begin to even contemplate a sinful thought. You can get there. I guarantee it. I can guarantee it. And you'll love it. You'll love it. And so, let me, let me say this. For those who maybe think to themselves, I'm a little bit old. Not me. Hey, what are you laughing at, Eddie? You're older than me, aren't you? Oh, no, no, I'm older than you. Sorry, mate. Uh, listen, if you're a little bit older and you feel like your walk has almost come to an end and you're not really... Yeah, like I've done it before, this and that. And so you've nullified being fruitful in your old age because of your mindset. Because of your mindset and you think to yourself, you know the older people, those over, what do you reckon? 50? Let's go for 50. What? 70? (laughs) Those over 50, you nullify what God can do. You should be producing more fruit more fruit than any of the young ones because you've been through the experience, you've been matured, you are a mature vine producing the biggest figs you've ever seen. That's what you should be doing because listen to what the Bible says in Psalm 92, 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house. And all the Lebanese said, come on. Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. You guys over 50 that scripture is for you. You should be claiming that every single morning when you get up. If you're over 50, you should be saying, I'm still going to bear fruit in my old age. You're going to produce. I'll tell you why that you will produce fruit. I'll tell you why. The Word of God, the Bible calls the Word of God an incorruptible seed. When you hear the Word of God, even this morning, when somebody preaches to you, when you read the Bible, when you look at the Word of God and you receive the Word of God, it's a seed, the Bible says. It's incorruptible. It's a powerful seed. It's a powerful Word that when you lay it in your heart, it cannot but wants to germinate and just create in you this life of God. In the seed... The whole life of God, the whole life of that plant, that tree is in the seed. It's really small, right? But when it grows, it becomes like this massive fig tree, right? Orange tree, apple tree. What's in it? It's in the seed, right? All the properties, the DNA and everything that's going to be in that tree is in the seed. The Word of God is a seed. Where is it? 
what's in your heart? What's happening? The DNA of God is starting to move you and challenge you and convict you. The DNA of the Word of God, it's inside you and it's just blossoming. It wants to break free. It wants to, and you know what? The only thing that can stop it from doing what it wants to is you. Is you. Is your will. Is your lack of giving it the place where it should be. The Word of God should be the ultimate place in your life. The ultimate place. I live by the Word of God. Because it's the word, it's the DNA. Everything shall pass away. Everything shall pass away, the Bible says. This earth, the sky, the sun, the moon, everything that you see on this earth, the Bible says, will pass away. But guess what remains forever? And where is the word? Who's going to last forever? You. You. Because the word of God's in your heart. And you cannot, because you trust the word. You have faith in the word. You believe the promises of the word. And so forth, because it's in you, the word of God, you will live forever. Because you have chosen to believe in the word that became Jesus. Is the word that became flesh. And you believe in that word. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you should know that Jesus loves you and he died for you. You should give your life to Jesus because he's the word of God and he's the word of life. And by having that word and believing that word in your heart, you receive eternal life. Pretty awesome, isn't it? Well, let me keep going. Because 1 Peter 1, 25 says this. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for one another... Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. All people like grass and all their glories like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. And it's been scattered throughout the whole world from generation to generation since Jesus came. That word has been scattered. And in the imperishable seed, it's moving. And it's, you're believing in it. And you're getting saved. And you're getting healed. And you haven't seen miracles and God's provision. Why? Because of the word of God that's incorruptible is in your life. And so Jesus gave us this amazing parable, right? And lo and behold, at four o'clock in the morning, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. This is what I saw. I saw the parable of the sower, right? Three different soils. The stony, the stony ground. The thorny ground. The good soil. The pavement. I have to get that up a bit so you can see. Anyway, see what I, it's a st stone path, all right? Just in case, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. Um, hey, can you uh, pass me... Um, oh, you are so good, Lord. Initiative. This is what I saw in my dream. That I was standing up here giving you this sermon with this illustration. So guess what I did? I went to Bunnings and I made it happen. And so let's read the parable. 
about the seed and it's to work out why you're not producing fruit in your life. Because you could be one of these soils. And so I want this morning to try to help you move away from this, away from this, away from this, into this, into good soil. And say, off we go. When Luke 8, 4 to, 4 to 8, the verses. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told them this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on. And the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and with it choked the plants. Still others fell on good soil. It came up, yielded a crop. It was a hundred times more than it was sown. Who wants to be a hundred times more fruitful than what you are? This baby here. This is the baby you want. You know what? When you do your gardening, you know what you do when you, look, look, when you see the soil and it's got this in it? What do you do? You rake it, you grab the rocks, you throw them out, right? Because you don't want your plants growing in soil that's got rocks in it because you know the roots are going to come in the rocks and it's going to grow properly. Or if you've got thorns in there, what do you do? You sit there with, um, what is it? Roundup. Roundup, or like Denise does, meticulous Denise in the veggie garden. She'll look for the little thorns and the weeds and bang, 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 bang. Why? Because she doesn't want these little suckers to choke out the word, to choke out your plants. You're very good at it too, Denise, just saying. You've got a gift. So you want to get it? Get out. Do that. Right? So, and listen to this. This is why um, I, I love Jesus because um, he, he wants you to know. It's not as if he doesn't want you to know how to be fruitful and what to do, right? He breaks down the parable for us to make it easy for us. Because sometimes Jesus spoke on parables and people were going, like, eh, I don't understand the word you're saying. I remember reading a parable before I was saved and I had no idea what it meant. And then all of a sudden the Spirit of God comes on you and somebody gives you instructions and you go, oh, is that what it means? But Jesus makes this one easy because he knows it's so important. It's about the heart, right? Your heart is the soil. And he wants to make sure that you and I know that your heart needs to be right. You need to get your heart right out of the stones, out of this stuff, and let your heart be so fertile that when you receive and hear the word of God, that interruptible seed, you'll just go, yes, Lord, that's me, even with conviction. Yes, Lord, that's me. I receive your correction. I receive your discipline. I know my life's not right. And Father, I repent. I produce the fruit of repentance and I walk in. And what that does is that humility gets rid of this, gets rid of this, and gets this because of the humility, because you bow your knee and say, Lord, I don't want the Word of God to be choked out. I don't want the Word of God to be no, no depth in it. I want to receive it in my life. So therefore, I repent and I ask that you would move in my life. So he makes it easy. Listen to what he says because even the disciples were saying, I don't understand what you're saying, Jesus. Can you just make it clear for us? Sure, mate. Here you go. Parable for dummies. 
should have a book. We should get a book. I'm, probably is a book out there, right? Every Christian book, there'll be like a, you know, golf for dummies. Um, there's all these sort of books. I'm sure there's one for this. Anyway, so let's go on. Luke 8, 11, 15, the verses. He goes, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. So they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on the good soil stands for those who, with noble and good hearts, hear the word of the, and retain it, and by perseverance produce a crop. Nice and easy, right? Listen to this. Let's break it down so we know what's happening. If we ever fall into these kind of temptations, we know what's happening. The path. Who takes away? Who takes away that seed on the path? The devil. The devil. Do you know why? Because people come and their hearts are so hard. You've already made it. Some people that come into church, we know them. They come in there. They've already made a decision. Really? Grace Church, just come to church because you told me to come to church. Sit up the back, here comes his preacher, he's going to ask me for money. <laughs> sure he's going to ask me for you, what? Oh, yeah, 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 there you go. He's asked me for money again. <laughs> and now he's going to try to get me, give me my life to Jesus. <laughs> hey, I know it's funny, but it's serious, right? You see it, you see it, their hearts are already so hard that it doesn't take Satan just one thought in their lives and in their minds to take that seed away. Just one thought. You know what you need to do? You need to give the Word of God an opportunity. You need to give the Word an opportunity, man. It's like you can now, you come in there and, and people already, even like, like Christians sometimes, I've done it and I asked to ask for repentance. I'll come in sometimes and there's a visiting preacher and just as he says this first verse or his first thing, I'm going, oh yeah, I know where he's going, I know what he's going to say, I know what he's going to do, so I'll just shut off. My heart's hard towards the, the message already because I just closed off. Don't be like that. Give the Spirit of God time and because that's what the fertile heart does. That's what the, the heart that's soft it's going, Lord, you know what? I have heard this message before, but I'm just going to be open to find out whether or not, do you want to speak to me about this? So what it does, it breaks the hardness. If you, want to, if you want to plant something on this, you have to break the hardness, allow the Word of God to go in there. So that's pretty basic, that one. But let's get to the ones that really, to a Christian, are really testing and challenging. Verse 13 says, Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Matthew, like this, this parable is in all three Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. That's how important God wanted it. He put it in all three Gospels. But in the, in the one that Matthew says, he writes a little bit different. 
when it comes to that stony, the rocky ground. Matthew says, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Can I say to you this? Because of the word, persecution and troubles will come. I can guarantee it. Jesus said, in this life, you'll have trouble. He told and if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So he's given us an advance notice to tell you that the word will be challenged. The word in your life and my life will be challenged. If you, you know, when you first give your life to Christ, you're challenged everywhere. Troubles and the word, it gets challenged. Oh, who, what do you believe in that for? Or your, your, your siblings, like, mate, what are you doing? I'd rather you'd be a drug addict than a Christian. That's what my brother said to me. So everywhere you go, right, you're going to get challenged. The word's going to get challenged. Because Satan doesn't want you to live an upright life and be fruitful. So he will challenge the word. He will make you feel bad with your friends. Persecution, you sometimes stand in there. Should I stand up and tell these people I'm a Christian? Because they're all going to think I'm a weirdo, right? And guess what? You've just choked out the word of God. You've just fallen away because you have not found the word of God worthy enough to stand up for Jesus. And so therefore, you fall away, right? Persecution comes, troubles come, testing of the word in my life, the word of God's in there. And so you failed because you've not allowed the word to come forth. I really believe this word, right? And when you really believe this word, you'll stand up for the word. You will honor the word. You walk in the word. Almost fell over. And Jesus, when Jesus said, see, when you've got to look at it a different way. If you're in this level and you haven't got the guts to sort of like stand up and say, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm believing the word of God, da 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 da. Can I just say to you this, right? Because when Jesus said, troubles will come. The Bible says that when you're tested, your faith is being tested. It proves that your faith is genuine. The troubles and the stones and the persecution and the testing of, your, of the word in your heart has come for a reason. So they can move you from that. But we see it and we fall away, right? We fall away because of the persecution we fall away because of the troubles we fall away because we're ashamed to say who we are in God and therefore when you fall away your faith is not proven genuine so therefore you're still in this place you're not producing anything because every time there's trouble every time the word gets tested you fall away but if you want to produce fruit you've got to stand up with the word and say listen you want to live that lifestyle go ahead but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We've all had to do it. I've had to do it. You've had to do it. And there's times we do it at workplace where, you know, everyone kind of, you treat it like a leper because you're a Christian, right? But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to fall away and dishonor the Lord. He's just saved me out of my darkness. He's just given me eternal life. Therefore, I rejoice. You've got to get out of the rocky ground and into a fertile place. It's to produce fruit, right? And so, um, when it says a stony ground, where is it? Where's that verse? It says, um, uh, 
when the rocky ground comes through, the Bible says it has, that verse says it has no moisture. No moisture. If you want that, it's what I said before, if you want those rocks and that to go, what you need is a, like a flooding of water. You just, the water, it'll just flood that place and pick up those little pebbles and the rocks and it'll just push them away. You need moisture in your life and that's what I said about abiding and letting the Spirit of God to do what He wants to do. If you're not abiding and you're not being filled with the Holy Spirit and there's not a river that's flowing out of you, you're still in that place. But when you have a river flowing out of you, you just have this amazing boldness. There's a boldness. There's a fruitfulness coming out of you, not because you can... Like if you have troubles when persecution comes, what you should be doing is in the morning, especially workplaces, and you've got this real pressure on you, you should be in the presence of God in the morning before work. Hey, Lord, thank you. Help me. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name this morning, Lord, I'm going to go to a workplace where nobody likes me. I'm going to go to a workplace where I feel like I'm going to not proclaim who you are. I'm not going to proclaim who I am in Jesus. I just don't want to have that kind of pressure. I feel fearful and I feel weak. But Lord, if you will fill me with the Holy Ghost and you fill me with power, Give me that power to stand up for righteousness, to stand up at work and proclaim who you are. Whoa. Bowling, mate. Hey, Sean's here, man. We were hoping you weren't here. He's won bowling for the last four years or something, three years, two years. Hey, he's not in his head. One. Because somebody said, well, they told Ari not to bring you to church for the next three weeks so we didn't come bowling. Man, that's such a bad, that's so unfruitful. <laughs> you guys, hopeless. Who said that? And so, <laughs> woohoo! Trouble persecution comes. And so, because of the word, you quickly fall away. Let's not fall away. And if you haven't got the power to say it, just go. You know what I used to do? Let me tell you something. When I used to work, my first, I worked at Toyota when I was, when Joe, where are you Joe? When Joe came and I got saved and there was, I told you my story, I was selling drugs in the place, I had to go and collect money because I had the other dealer and it was all shambles but, and I didn't want that lifestyle anymore. Jesus is coming in my life and there was times where like people would, I'd be walking down the aisle and people would go, Father Lou is here. It's like, far out, so bad, eh? How bad is it? Like, for a, especially for young people, right? It's like, I don't want to be mocked like that. No one likes to be ridiculed like that, right? And it's like, all of a sudden, they were my best friends. And now they're ready to kill me because I'm not supplying them drugs. And there was a temptation was, oh, maybe I should just you know, sell them a couple more bits of drugs and that and make them my friends again. Because you want friends, right? Be honest. But you know what? Not on the expense of the word. And so... I thought, far out, how am I going to do this? So I would sneak into the toilet. Joe doesn't know this. I used to sneak in the, we used to have like a disabled toilet, so I used to sneak in the toilet and lock the door and, and say, Lord, give me this strength in my life because I've, I've got to collect money from these guys that owe me money and, you know, I, I want to give up the drugs. I, I want to give it back to the dealer and fix him up. And, but I, I want to be bold to proclaim that I'm a Christian now and say, give me the money that you owe me. Um, I, I, and anyway, so I would spend about 10, 15 minutes in the toilet and people would be going, what's wrong with this guy? He's got bowel issues, man. <laughs> Sometimes you hear a knock on the door, Louie, you in there? I go, yeah, yeah, a couple of minutes, mate. Because I was a supervisor, right? So they couldn't really say that much. They had to 
not, not nicely, and asked nicely. But when I got out of that dunny, a whole new man, a whole different person. It was almost like the flow, the power, the boldness, walked up to the guys and said, listen, I've given my life to Christ. I'm a Christian now. Give me my money that you owe me for the drugs because I'm out of here. That's the last time you'll score off me. And they never said a word. It was almost like Satan was sitting back going, don't mess with this guy, man. He knows Jesus. It's like, oh, so good. Anyway, living water. Let it flow. Um, Quickly, the thorny ground. They are choked. By what are they choked by? Life's worries, riches, pleasures, and it says they do not mature. How many of us can relate to that? Matthew says, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word, making it unfruitful. So many of us have these worries, you know, about money and everything that's going on in life. And you know what? Jesus warns us, and when you read the word of God that's placed in your heart, that DNA, that part of the kingdom of God that's in your life, it says Jesus made it clear. He said this, do not worry. Right? He said it. He says, do not chase after riches. He says, do not love the pleasures of this world. He gives us all these warnings to keep us from these thorns choking out the word of God. He says, hey, don't worry what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear. I'll supply all this. I give the birds of the air everything they need. And how much more you who I love. I love you so much, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to do and this and that. He says, I've got that for you. Why does he say that? Because he doesn't want you to be in here in the thorny flesh. He wants you to be in here. He knows that those things are going to choke the word of God because you're going to be worried. Oh, what if God doesn't meet my needs? What if God's not there for me? But look at the pleasures of the world. These guys look like they're having a great time getting drunk, doing all this stuff. You know, they look like they're... And, and Jesus is saying, hey, there's pleasure in sin, but only for a season. They look like they might be having a good time, but you and I know, and I know that when we were in the world, that it's empty, it's pointless. It's like it brings out this, this emptiness in your life. And the only time they have a good time is, oh, they're smashed. Yeah, I love you, man. But through the whole night, it's pretty boring, right? Except for that little moment that they get smashed. And that's the only moment they remember the next day. But most of the day was boring as because they've got no life in them. It's completely empty. And so God is trying to spare us from this. He's saying, I have come, Louis, these pleasures of the world and all that, I've come that you have, might have life and have it abundant. Abundant life. There's no abundant life in there. The only thing I see in there are thorns and thistles choking. Choking you and making you unfruitful. And so, let's not go there. When you're in that temptation and you're in that place again, go back into the vine, right? Go back into that room and say, Lord, I've got this desire to want to sin. I've got this thing inside me and it wants to go for those pleasures of the world. I've got this thing inside me saying that you will not provide my needs, that my God will not sufficiently 
Give me all that I need. I've got this thing in there. And so what do you do? You take it and you, you kind of bring out the DNA, bring out the Word of God in your life, and you go, you know what, Lord? You say you will supply all my needs. You say you have got abundant life. Therefore, I'm going to allow the Word of God to come forth into my life, and I'm believing the promises of God that my kids will not be forsaken, that my kids won't be begging for bread, that you're going to supply all my needs. You are the kingdom. I'm a kid of the kingdom, and you are my supplier. Da, 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 da. All of a sudden, what happens? This has tried to tempt you, and now you're in here. In here. This is where you want to go. Stuff that. Forget this. Go here. Go here. Good soil. Let me tell you quickly, the good soil. It's awesome. Can I just say this? Prayer turns the soil. Prayer is the fertilizer. You know what? For those that have been in good soil, I'll get the band to come up. For those that are in good soil, sometimes what happens is that soil kind of just sits, sets, and it becomes a little bit hard up the top, right? The inside's still awesome. It's still good, but the top is pretty hard. You know what does fertilizes all that? It's prayer. Prayer keeps this fresh. Prayer keeps it going. Prayer turns it around. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Keep praying, keep praying. Keep shaking it up, man. And so you become more and more fruitful because of prayer. So this is the place where God wants you to be. This is the place where as it grows, he starts to prune back. Why? Produce more fruit. And so, this morning, that word that was given to me at 4 o'clock in the morning was for you. And you're here this morning and you're probably wondering and you're looking at your life and you go, you know what, I think I find myself in one, I don't find myself here. Occasionally I do, but most of the time I find myself here or here. Most Christians aren't in this place because you've already received the word of God and you believe in Jesus Christ. But most of us spend our time in here. Cares of the world, the pleasures of the world, the sin, the worries, the persecution, we just bounce backwards and forwards. We don't stand up for Christ. We don't let the word of God fertile. We're, we're, we just become hard at heart. And so we're bouncing from here to here and occasionally we get here. But this morning, I'm believing that God has spoken to you that you might rest in here. So as we stand up this morning, I'm going to open the altar this morning to pray for people. We're going to pray for people. We're not going to ask you what your stone is. We're not going to ask you what thorns you are. You know what place you are, so I don't have to say that. But what I believe in for, that we were just together in prayer, just lay hands on you and ask the Lord to speak to you about things in your life, to move you from one Move you from the stone, move you from the thorns, and that God will just give you strength and an ability to move away from this, this, and into here, to give you an amazing abiding in Christ. So this morning, Lord, we just thank you for this message, Lord. You spoke to me, Lord, and you've spoken to us this morning, and we thank you, Lord, for your care and your love for us and how you want us to be fruitful. And Father, we give you all the glory and honour and we do repent. We repent from things in our lives that's preventing us from producing fruit, Father. So Lord, this morning, 
as we open, open the altar, Father God, and people come and they want prayer, we pray as the prayers come along, Lord, and pray for people that there'll be a real, Father God, a revelation that'll come, Lord, an understanding, a strength, a boldness, Father God. So, Lord, this morning we open this altar to you and ask, Father God, you'll fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. And as we sing this song, come and get prayer. And let's get let's do some business with God this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>